The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Meta Talks, where we bring in experts to dive deep into all things metaverse. With your hosts, Kate Hancock and Daniel Robbins. Welcome back to another episode here. I'm really excited for today's guest. And I always do say that, but Lauren here is amazing. But even more so, Web3, and we've been saying this for a while, this new technology, all these things that are coming out, in my opinion, this is going to be one of the biggest economic impacts globally in our lifetimes, giving more and more people than ever an opportunity to win. And that's why I'm really excited today to talk with Lauren Ingram, the founder or co-founder of Women in Web3. So welcome. Amazing. Thank you for having me. So awesome having you here, Lauren. Can you tell us about what's the backstory behind the Women of Web3 podcast? Yeah, of course. Uh, so we are a community that's probably about 3,000 people now. Um, and uh, I'm based in London. And I'd say that the sort of core part of the community is, is here in London. But we've got in-person events there's a yeah, weekly women of web3 podcast and there's also a jobs platform because the sort of overall mission of women of web3 is to get as many women as possible educated about this area and also get them excited and hopefully seizing opportunities such as actually going and working in web3 that would be my ideal was actually convert everybody to the to the cult of web3 and have every, everyone in it Wow, and tell me how you know what excites you about Web three? Are you in the tech um, industry? Are you involved with it, or just come out based on a community? Uh, I think it's the community side of things, and then also the creative side of NFTs that first got me excited um, more more than the technical side. So I've known about blockchain and crypto for a long time, but it just it never, I never really got the bug for it, um, which, which is a shame. I, I could have been a millionaire by now. I've, you know, big missed opportunity. But um, yeah, I think it was the community side of things. I, I'm, I'm not necessarily technical. Like I, I've never learned to code. Uh, and actually there occasionally can be this sort of um, myth that you need to be a developer of some kind in order to start operating in this space. But there's plenty going on that doesn't involve needing to learn how to code. Um, and you know, like every Web three startup, and even a DAO needs like marketers and finance people, everything. Uh, so it's uh, diversifying quickly. Absolutely, because you see it in LinkedIn. It's like, are you a tech? Are you a developer? Yes, you need to. You know, you need all these different layers to be part of the ecosystem. Like for me, I'm an entrepreneur. I was in e-commerce. I was in my RC. I was selling e-commerce in 2012. And so, hey, it's emerging between Web 2.0 to Web 3.0. We all need to embrace Web 2.0 and Web 2.5 mm-hmm. um, companies to build a better Web 3. Dan. Yeah, no, it's, it's really, I'm oh, sorry, Lauren. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, you go for it. No, no, you go. 
Um, well, I was going to say that like I, I was in the sort of full web 2.0 previously. I worked at um, Meta when it was called Facebook um, all that all that time ago. Um, so I was kind of full web 2. And now I think I probably am web 2.5 because um, because the community is things like a podcast. You know, that doesn't involve doing anything on the blockchain. And actually, it, it was important to me that I'm not asking too much of people if they're if they're beginners in this world and they're not not quite ready to like whether it's you know, signed some kind of transaction we use in their crypto wallet, or they might not even have a wallet yet because they're they're brand new and maybe have the overwhelm. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, like you said, to see where people fall on the scale. But I think because it's so many different technologies uh, merging as one, like you're saying before, it was just crypto before it was, it was now we have many, many different technologies coming together. So you have people of different varying levels. I'm curious, what are you seeing in your community are, are the women that are coming in, are they mostly having tech backgrounds or are they now wanting to get into something because they're really excited about it? What are you seeing with your community? Uh, probably fewer technical people. Um, there's not so many of them. And I imagine as, um, you know, being, a, being blockchain developers that are women, they're going to be in high demand. And I've got a few in our, in our talent collective that then companies can sort of subscribe to access. Um, there's, yeah, there's not not that many of them. So I imagine they're going to get paid handsomely for their skills. And, you know, I, I hope so for them. Um, but yeah, you've got people from, from everything. There's things like, you know, product management and uh, yeah, marketing, finance, legal. Um, there, there'll be something or several things that have kind of given them the, got them excited about Web3. And then they, they just want to sort of learn as much as possible is, is the attitude I'm finding is that they're, um, they just want to like immerse themselves in it. It's, uh, it's amazing, but I also feel like I uh, that as women of Web three, we also have to be there for them when they when they do get that overwhelm at the beginning of like, oh my god, there's so much to know. And also, um, I think maybe because there's quite a lot of scams out there, I think that's part of the reason it can feel like a lot is that you uh, almost feel a little bit like you're in free fall. I know we talk about the, the going down the rabbit hole, but it is a sort of a, a, like a falling feeling of uh, being a little bit out of control of like I don't know what's going to happen next, but I. But I'm, I suppose I'm excited to know more on it, about what's happening next. Yeah, isn't that? I think that's the exciting part, right? We're all kind of in the unknown, mm. and we're it's it's like traveling through this this thing that everyone gives their opinion on something, but there's a lot of these opinions are not facts yet because it's almost like a lot of this stuff doesn't even fully exist, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am curious on the job side. What are you seeing with companies uh, wanting to hire people? Is there certain specific jobs that they're looking for. So I think this is really interesting around, I'm seeing companies started to hire for like, like metaverse, like VP of metaverse or VP of web three, which Mm -hmm. is, I find is quite fascinating. Yeah, I find it, I find that super interesting. The idea that uh, web two companies or just companies as they would call themselves um, are, are definitely creating these new strategic roles. And it, it normally is a kind of, yeah, whether it's a VP of strategy of some kind, often called metaverse if it's from a Web2 company and often called Web3 if they're already actually operating in any kind of blockchain-related technology. Um, and, I mean, aside from that, it does feel like a lot of Web3 startups are also on a hiring spree. Basically, if, you know, if they've been funded, then they're just in sort of hyper-growth and then um, uh, a lot of the times looking for community builders and then that, that might be anywhere from kind of a um, sort of junior to mid-level community manager um, who who might sit sort of sit on Discord and sort of 
manage the community in that sense, um, all the way up to a kind of VP of community that's a might even be a co-founder of a company because it's so integral to this space is uh, building, yeah, building that community, getting people excited and invested, whether it's monetarily or um, philosophically invested in in what they're doing. It's it's so it's such a core principle um, that you know um, those roles quite often can be really pa- well paid as well. Yeah, that's okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, you know, I, I, what I love about the, you know, the the community of women in the Web 3.0 space, I mean, I'm seeing a, a massive movement where everyone is just collaborative, and it's it's such you know, it's it's refreshing to to experience that, you know, where women come together. Um, I, I've been part in different WhatsApp group, and and it, it's just beautiful. And everyone collaborate. Hey, I'm here speaking X, Y, and Z, and I need speaker. Everyone's like really um, collaborative. The spirit, the true spirit of Web 3.0. Dan? Yeah, I think we, from my perspective, Lauren, and this could be, this is only my perspective. I do feel that men are not as collaborative or uh, positive to partner on things. I think women are times a hundred, like very, very supportive of one another, where I think a lot of men, I'm seeing this, there's with men, this bullying I've seen, I've seen people bring each other down, calling each other out where women though, I got to say women, like on another level, I, I never see, I haven't seen really any of that here, uh, which I think is incredible. And that's why I, I titled this how women of the future of web three. Cause I think that's, you know, over time that the negativity, it weighs on people. And so I think we're going to see this hyper growth of, like you said, with women, just because of how they're supporting one another. What are your thoughts on that? I absolutely agree that it is, it does feel like this, um, this collaborative um, win-win kind of situation, or, or I guess like a virtuous circle of like, you know, if I recommend you for something or like a- applaud another woman for something, some of that good karma will eventually come back to me, but that's not why I'm doing it. It's because I'd love to see women succeed and be more like visible leaders in this space. Um, and ultimately, you know, if you're also bringing other women up, that brings you yourself as a woman in Web3 up. And um, there's kind of, there's no there's no downside in that sense. Although I probably would say, um, maybe from a business or fundraising point of view, that might be, less likely to to hit that sort of hyper growth um trajectory if it you know um yeah cutthroat business can, can be well <laughs> cut, cutthroat and it could be sort of dog eat dog and that, that that's not something i'd rather be in but that's sometimes associated with the kind of biggest numbers i suppose um well you all well, speaking about funding i was just experiencing you know what it is in the real world and i won't mention any name but it really is who you know at the end of the day you have an advisory board that knows everybody then you get to be in front of all the big big vcs so if you don't have that in your pocket then the chances of you getting funding is like dropped to negative zero percent right so the key is really finding that person and building that relationship it's all about relationship play at the end of the day it's a capital 
um, investment. I mean, it's it's a people capital. Dan? Yeah, I just wanted to shout out real quick. Frank Nitty. He said, women are smarter than men and queens rule the world. Just want to shout him out. Sorry, he's a great friend. On Check him out on LinkedIn. But yeah, so it's, if you don't have those connections, like you mentioned, Lauren, it's it's really hard. And Kate, that's, that's a great point. If you don't have the advisory board that knows people, you're just going to be cold pitching a bunch of uh, VCs who are probably, you know, get a million pitches all the time. And I'm wondering if that's what you're saying, Lauren, that's, that's kind of like that dog eat dog world. That's, you know, the challenging part is making sure that you have those people in front of you. And I imagine when you were building this community, what, what was like the inspiration there to start this? The inspiration to start it. Um, it was, I suppose a few things. I mean, I've, I've often been involved in other women's initiatives of things like I've been, uh, when I was working in ad agencies, I've been doing mentoring of other younger women coming into like ad agencies and uh, similarly in tech as well. Um, so I've, I guess there's a sort of almost a format that I've been following. So when I saw that there was this lack of women in the Web3 space and lack of visible role models, I was like, OK, well, we just need to apply this, uh, apply the same learnings as I've been doing in Web2, um, bring that across because um, uh, I, I would like to see women succeed in this area. This was especially when um, the sort of NFT market and crypto was doing very well. So I was thinking that was part of my motivation is I would like to see women financially succeed. Um, it doesn't look exactly the same in a, a crypto winter, but I, um, but that doesn't mean I don't want to see women do really well in it. It just doing really well doesn't have the same um, sort of million doesn't have as, as many zeros on the end. Um, but I was, I guess when I was spending time on Discord, when I was first getting to know this space, I, I did feel like it was very, um, yeah, just very sort of male dominated. And it and it, that's not necessarily a, a bad thing that it's lots of guys um, just sort of by default, because I think, you know, like uh, gamers is a sort of a more male atmosphere and traditional finance is also more male. And so you've kind of got that stuff coming together with things like NFT and NFTs and crypto. Um, but it does mean that the more women that arrive and kind of go, oh, I don't think I'm, I don't feel like I'm like I belong here or like I'm amongst my own people. Um, and so they sort of step back out again. Um, and so then you sort of keep getting that happening. So you kind of have to provide these um, little like islands that people can yeah, find these communities and be like, oh, okay, I, I can belong here. And then I can sort of gradually um, learn more and more about this space and sort of become more confident in it. Yeah, it's um, why do you think maybe this is for both of you? Why is it right now? Like, why was this not a thing three years ago, four years ago? Like, why in this moment right now are we seeing this big increase with women really jumping into technology in the future? Hmm. Um, Kate, did you want to go first? Yeah, absolutely. Dan, I, I think the whole concept of decentralization and it, it's for everyone to try. I think for me personally, I'm seeing a movement. I mean, building a community and social audio app at 114,000 people, 8 million listeners. It's the concept of experiencing the harsh of harshness of Web 2.0 and the fact that you can have a huge opening of possibilities and opportunities in a Web 3.0, I think that makes us 
hopeful to to build a better future be part of something right mm -hmm. and of course you have you know the early adapter where i need to be part of it because i'm seeing opportunity i can see the the, the data in front of me i need to be part of it Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I suppose, I suppose my own journey was similar of kind of thinking, it feels like there's so much um, innovation in this space. And I think women are kind of waking up to that more. And it probably was the NFT craze that brought people's attention to it, like not just women, but kind of like made it uh, mainstream in the media. And then so it gave more people the opportunity to sort of take, take note. I do think that actually came together with um the pandemic of like people had more time just kind of at home on the internet and um so like whether they're sort of finding these communities or looking for ways to make money because um you know maybe they've been laid off during the pandemic that it was kind of like this confluence of like weird circumstances that weren't the case three years ago um and i think nfts made sense of that use case for the consumer of like why, why they might want to uh, transact on a blockchain um, like this gave them a reason whether it's kind of monkey pictures or otherwise it was a kind of something to get behind and get excited and also people like brands they want to latch on to things that have um, yeah whether it's like whether it's something as basic as having a, a logo and colors that you recognize we that's what we gravitate to yeah it's uh it definitely would seem that people really want to be a part of something now more than ever Mm -hmm. And it's really amazing how, like you mentioned, you have a community and like Kate also has a community and other people have communities, but there's like an, it seems like there's an overall, like if you say web, like NFT kind of has their own community and then multiple things within and now like web three is like its own community, which I think is fascinating. And then mm -hmm. within that, you know, there's the, you know, everyone has their own segment, but mm -hmm. what do you, what do you, um, what do you, what advice do you give to people when, you know, they want to create this community, I guess, could mean a lot of different things for different people. Right. Um, and the success of a community could mean different things. So what do you tell the people when they, you know, when they want to get started? Cause it seems like, you know, you had mentioned Lauren, it's, it's one of the most important things is, is really being able to, to manage one's community. Uh, what do you tell the people when they want to get started? How does one get started? You know, maybe for the both of you, what what advice would you give to other women who want to, you know, they really want to dive in and and build not just learn, but they want to build out a community within? Uh, yeah, um, 
I mean, I think knowing your why, why you want to start a community is uh, is the starting point because if you don't know why you're building a community, I can't see it having the same level of success or being as people being as um, personally invested in it. So it might be that you know some communities have are intended as a sort of money making vehicle, and that's allowed. But there'll be still something that you want to appeal to people with, whether it's um, uh, it, it, it's those shared interests. And so, yeah, if, if yours isn't a sort of money making vehicle, what is that shared interest or that ultimate mission? So, like for me, with Women of Web three, it was about getting as many women as possible educated um, about this space and about the opportunities in it. And so we could go and seize those and sort of. Because the more you know visible women you have in it, then the more other women want to then join, and that's um, and sort of you know, diversifying and um, changing that, redressing that balance, I suppose. Um, so if you, if you don't have a mission and you don't have a sort of shared interest that you're excited to um, talk about with people, and you're say just a money making vehicle, I, I think it would be it could only go so far. Like you might be able to sort of get things going, but like it wouldn't be able to sort of have a long term future, I suppose. Kate, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. If 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 you're building a community, especially in a Web 3.0 world without having a clear vision and mission and a big heritage's goal that what it is that everyone's going to be embraced, mm. it's just not sustainable because A, you have to take the fact of ego and, oh, I did this, right? And this is why, you know, DAO is not perfectly curated yet. We don't have any uh, amazing use cases where we can like the gold standard mm. but yes building a com community come needs to have a strong leadership and a strong why of why you're building it and that's the reason why we sustained 114,000 entrepreneurs in the world globally and we're still intact after two years and everyone's collaborative community um at that big won't sustain without a common goal and with us it was you know, to, to impact, inspire 100 million entrepreneurs in the world. And everyone still believe that to this day and we're still doing it. And send that that's a collaborative. If you have a strong why where there's no monetary purposes to it, that's just long-term. And then figure out what is the monetary afterwards. But yeah, strong why really is the key. And um, that takes the person who's leading it makes a huge impact of the community because you take, you know, human nature and not everyone is a strong leader. And when you are trying to navigate 120,000 personalities, right? If that's not your strongest uh, stuff as a leader, then you need to have five different um, advisory board in a community that are strong of understanding human behavior. That's, that's the only way you're going to sustain. Yeah. And actually, briefly back to your um, uh, big, hairy, audacious goals. I do actually think that's maybe missing for women of Web3 is that I feel like the direction is clear, but there aren't necessarily, um, I forgot what that sort of acronym is, not not the big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, but, you know, when you're sort of setting goals and they should be like specific, what's, what's the acronym again? Um, SMART objectives yeah yeah so specific measurable da, da, da. um so i think that's what i need to do is like add some hard numbers of like i'd like another direction but okay how do i quantify that and i think part of that is going to be a, a sort of number of women um onboarded part of it is going to be a number of women um with 
jobs in this space who are actually kind of actively employed, whether it's on, on projects or on a long-term basis. And then something I don't know how to quantify, but I'm interested to do is I would love to make parental leave more transparent um, in the, the sort of working world of Web3 so that more women like feel confident going into a, a job in it. Um, is that, that um, I mean, certainly in the UK and Europe, this, this stuff is just never clear. And I, I speak as someone that fell into Web3 when I was on maternity leave. Um, and you, you just never know what you're, what you're um, signing up for. And I feel like that should be, like the maternity leave policy, for example, should be listed along with like what the salary is, et cetera. And so people should see that as one of the benefits that they're weighing up. And it shouldn't be this kind of weird secret thing. And I, I do think even though being a woman isn't just about having kids, absolutely not. Like plenty of women don't have kids, but I think it, there's a large cohort of women that would feel more confident about a long-term career in this area if they felt that they had, employers had their back in that sense. Hey, the goal of the future is full transparency everywhere. So mm -hmm. really great point. Thank you, Lauren, for being here. Also share with everyone though, how can they listen to your show, get in your community? How can they find you? Yeah, of course. Um, so the weekly podcast is called the Women of Web3 Podcast. And I interview loads of amazing women each week, like Randy Zuckerberg, Kathy Hackle, loads of cool people. Um, and then on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Women of Web3 Co, which is a slightly awkward Twitter handle, but uh, we like it. I love, it. I love that. That's awesome. So check out Lauren here. Connect with her. I know you're really active on LinkedIn as well. Oh, thank, yeah. you so thank you so much for being here. This has been great. Women of Web3, such an amazing organization. Can't wait to see the future of how you impact transparency in the job world on top of the education. So thanks again, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And visit metatalks.com. That's talks with a Z.